Hello everyone. This is Dr. Matthew Cherian and welcome to this week's message for the Friday evening Bible study. So if you have your Bibles with you, I just want you to open your Bible to chapter 12 of Genesis. Huh? And when you open your Bible to chapter 12, it starts with the command that God gives Abraham to go from your country. So to understand a little before that, where exactly was Abraham staying? So if you go back to the previous chapter, and if you look at verse 31, it says, Terah, who was the father of Abraham took his son Abram so he had actually three sons okay he had a son called Nagor he had a son called Haran and yet Abram Nagor is the father of Lot and Nagor has died you know so even when they are there uh, his uh, son is dead so he's actually got only his grandfather to theoretically look after him so Terah took his son Abram his grandson lot the son of haran and his daughter in law sarai the wife of his son abram and together they set out from ur which is where they were staying to go to canaan but when they came to haran they decided to stay here okay i want you to know that that uh, so when he comes can see this place called uh, haran see it sounds very similar to the sun's name haran also but here is h a r r a n haran okay so they said and tera lived 205 years there and he died in haran okay now you see here in verse 12 it says and the lord said to ibram that thing is called ibram go from your country that is the country of Haran now, your people, that means all your relatives, and your father's relatives, that is your father's household, to the land that I will show you. Right? Okay. So let's start. The command was very clear, and the command was for Abraham. So, whom does God approach first? Whom does God approach? Abraham. Who was the God? that his father teran was worshiping so we suppose we do not know right so just you have to think of the story how would it sound when abram abram as he says comes and tells his father god has spoken to me and told me to leave you to leave your household and i just move on my own to where god is telling me so what is the first thing his father will ask him which god you know right so obviously this must have been a very very clear and a very strong voice that convinced abram to do this right among all the gods that was going on there he found that there was something radically different so the voice of god was extremely clear and i want to know for many many of us When he turned to the Lord, some point in your life, you heard a voice that was very different. It would come from an individual, 
come from maybe somebody who was preaching or maybe reading the word, but you would have realized that this is a call, you know. It's very strange. But there are so many people who listen to messages, but some people actually get that call and they come, right? And he goes to his father and he tells him that I'm leaving. Now, Abraham had come from Ur to Haran along with whom? He had come with his father, Terah, his wife, Sarah, and there was Lot also because Lot did not have a father. So it is very natural for Abraham to have told what? You know, if you are going, take Lot along with you. Because see, I am getting old. And I do not know how long I will be living. But if you are going to move out and go further, I would like to give Lot into your hands, into your care. Does it look right or does it look wrong? It looks very right, isn't it? But was it God's will or was it not God's will? It was not God's will. God did not tell him to take Lot. God had probably some other plan for Lot that we did not know. But you know, there are many times in life we may do things that look very right, but it still may not be God's will, you know. And so it's extremely important that we either ask God, even for right things in our life, you know, before we take a decision. Say, Lord, is this right? Maybe it's a job you have to take, maybe it's a profession, maybe it's a college. Maybe it's a decision you take, which may look very right, you know, but may not be actually God's will. For example, it looked very right for David to build God's temple, isn't it? God says, no, you will not build the temple. So no, that's not going to take place. Or for example, it would have looked uh, very normal for David to go and count his army, but it is not God's will. And because of that, people will die, you know. He was just looking at the strength of his army. Maybe for some other heathen king it was okay, but for David it was not right. Or for example, when everyone went to war, David was sitting at home. <coughs> and because of that he had that problem with Bathsheba, right? Just give the example of David. So we understand an important thing that even things that look very right, you know, taking lot was a very right thing to do. Then they start moving with Lot and the Bible tells us some very interesting things. They come to Cana and then God tells Abraham, look, you know, that uh, this is not the right place for you. Uh, you will come back again later. Then he goes to Egypt. You know? Why does he go to Egypt? Because there was a famine. The Bible doesn't tell us whether God wanted him to go to Egypt or not. But we do realize one thing, that Abraham tells a lie in Egypt, you know, not a lie, actually in a way, Sarah is actually his sister, because it is actually his, uh, yeah, it is his uncle's daughter, you know, and uh, so he says that, stepsister, yeah, stepsister of uh, his father, Tehran. So, it's a lie and also a truth. <coughs> but God was so amazing, you know. What are the things that happened in Egypt for Abraham, do you know? What are the things that would happen? Did Abraham prosper or not prosper? He actually prospered, you know. Though this was not really God's perfect will, but he still prospered. And God protected Sarah also, you know, interestingly. And when they come back, 
you find that both Lot and Abraham had become very rich. As long as Lot was with Abraham, you could see the promise of Abraham seemed to be flowing through to Lot also. You know, he seemed to be blessed. He seemed to be doing well, and he was multiplying. You know, and they had so much of things happening for them that the land itself was insufficient. Right, right, and you must understand this. Who was quarrelling now? Lot's people were quarrelling with. Abraham's people and Abraham looks at this and feels it's not good. Maybe suddenly it started being clear to him why God told him alone to separate. So he comes and tells Lord, Lord I think you should move on. But he gave a condition which nobody will do ever in their life. He said Lord you choose what you want. You know. He told him to choose whatever he wanted. He was the uncle. Lot was the nephew. He was his brother's son. Most of us would have told very different, no? The promise came to who? To Abraham. Who was the elder there? Abraham. God spoke to Abraham, right? Even before that, even when they were in Cana, God again spoke to Abraham. Told him in a dream that you know your people will come, they will be slaves, and I'll bring them back. So so far has God talked talked even one to Lot? No, no, not even one conversation with Lot. So if it is we, what would you tell Lot? Lot, there is a problem. You take these places, and I'm taking this, no. But it is unbelievable when sometimes we let go. Of things and ask God to take over. What does it? What does it talk about the character of Abraham? Very generous. Huh? Very okay, he was very generous. He was, not he was not in love with money. See, the first thing, he was not in love with all the wealth that he had. Was he a peacemaker? Yes. He was a peacemaker. You understand? He was not in love with money. He was not in love with wealth. He didn't have any pride. There was a lot of humility, you know. If there was pride in him, so this is my right. Can you understand? We get so upset even when somebody crosses us on the wrong way when we are driving. This is my right, you know. How can he do that, right? We feel so entitled, isn't it? So one of the things we told, one of the we talked very early. One of the barriers we have in running a race is entitlement. You know, I am entitled to this. I am entitled to the right of way. I am entitled to uh, so many people working for me. I am entitled to them respecting me in a certain form. And you know, if you look every day, you get upset, you get distressed because you feel something that is entitled for you is not coming to you. Abraham realized one thing: his only entitlement was God's promise in his life. God had promised him. That I am going to build a nation out of you. Come out, and he trusted that fully. You know. What about Lot? What do you think? Though Lot is told by Saint Paul when he says he's a righteous man, but yet he had problem, right? And what was his problem? So what did Lot do when he had to choose? Yeah, he loved. He was already rich. He dreamt to become richer. 
So he looked and saw, oh, this place, the plains look so good. There was water flowing all over there. And he did not bother for once that Sodom and Gomorrah was also right there. No? He did not know. No? no, he knew because the Bible says that, you know, that, uh, that it was towards Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, extended towards. He probably had an idea because I don't think it would be not possible because actually speaking, that was the only city over there. If you look at your Bible, you open your Bible to, to uh, chapter 19, you will realize that was the only big city of that time. It was like the Mumbai of that region, you know. So, uh, not 18 actually. And uh, if you come here, you will realize that uh, he talks uh, and uh, maybe it's, a, I don't know, it's earlier actually, I'm sorry. And you see, so he moves. What is the first thing that happens after Lot moves away? Do you know what's the first thing that happens after Lot moves away? Lord again speaks to Abraham. Lord appeared to Abraham. And God gives a promise to Abraham about the son that will be born to him. Okay? It's very interesting. As soon as Lot moves out, God comes to renew his covenant with Abraham. It's interesting to see, till that point, God was not really even reminding Abraham of his covenant. Okay? And it says, uh, I'll just read it for you. In chapter 13 and verse 5 it says, Now Lot was moving about with Abraham, yet flocks and herds and tents, and the land couldn't support them. And it talks about the argument. So Abraham says to Lot, Let's not have any quarrel between you and me. He tells that, Let, us, let me be a peacemaker. And he says, That the whole land is before you. Let's part company. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I will go to the left. The Bible says, Lot looked around and saw the whole plain of Jordan towards Zoar. Zoar was the plain. Okay? It was well watered like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. So Lot chose for himself the whole plain of Jordan and set out toward the east. And the two men parted company. Abraham lived in the land of Cana while Lot lived among the cities of the plain and pitched its tent near Sodom. So it says the cities of the plain. Obviously it looked like a great place to live. You know, This is where civilization had grown. This is where there was the modern world. And people were thinking very differently. And all of it was fertile land. You know, And for him he felt this was a very, very wise choice. Not a choice taken by God, but a choice taken by Him. And it says, now the people of Sodom were wicked and were sinning. Just see, verse 14, what does it say? The Lord said to Abraham after Lot had parted from him. Thank God. So, I want you to understand. Amazing. Have you realized that? As soon as Lot 
has parted from him after taking whatever he thought was the best. We are just sharing the attitude of Abraham versus the attitude of Lot. We said the first thing was, it was not God's plan that he should take Lot along with him. Though it looked right, Lot had no father. Abraham's father had moved out from Ur to Haran. So where else could Lot be? It looked very logical, but it was not God's purpose for him. Because as soon as Lot moves away, the Bible says, and God spoke to Abraham. Isn't it said? And God spoke to Abraham and he said, Look out from where you are, to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west. Except where you are standing, look out as a radius all around you. All this land you see, I will give it to you and your offspring forever. There was no promise for Lot, you understand? There was nothing for Lot. As long as Lot was with Abraham, under the shadow of Abraham, under the authority of Abraham, Lot was being blessed. If the promise had come to Abraham. The day Lord decided to go independent, two things happen. God comes and visits Abraham and Lord moves away. You know? Okay, and it says, so Abraham went and he lives in Haran. Uh, Actually, there are many things that happen after that. Very soon after that, Lot is taken captive. Again, Abraham goes and rescues him, brings Lot back. But we will come today to what happens when we walk out of God's decisions in our life. It's also a warning for many, many of us. You know. Sometimes we take decisions that are totally worldly. You know, because it looked worldly wise. Lot's decision looked perfect in the eyes of the world. Took fertile land and also took the city. The modern city, you know. What else could he ask for? In his mind, he would have probably thought, it's okay, this is what my uncle wants. No? But we realized one thing, his uncle was a peacemaker. His uncle did not want any fights with Lot. His uncle trusted God more than his wealth. So he would let go of what looked like fertile plains, right? And he take this, okay. So now, the Bible says that two angels arrived at Sodom in the evening. And Lot was sitting in the gateway of the city. Why was Lot sitting in the gateway of the city? He was an important man. He was so rich. He had become influential. So sitting at the gate was always used for the blessed man or the important man of the city. So he was sitting at the gate of the city. Now when he saw them, he got up to meet them. And he bowed down to his face on the ground. He was a rich man. But you can see there was some righteousness in him. He recognized there is something special. Somehow he could make out probably from the journeys he made with Abraham that they were a very different kind of people. He would bow down and he tells them, come to my house, wash your feet and let me make food for you, you know. But they said they will sit, spend the night in the square. Because the most dangerous place to be in, in Sodom and Gomorrah. But uh, he insists. And that would turn out to be a great blessing actually. You know, you understand how God had made this happen. Lot is sitting. Lot is given a chance to meet these people. 
Lot is given an opportunity to invite them home and when he brings them home, remember salvation was following him to his house. Because in all his mistakes also, God has given him an opportunity also to live through it. And then they say that all the men of the city, they came and they were so peculiar. They said, we want these men out. We can't imagine a form of sin. Even today it's not so bad, you know. Though some cities are getting very bad. Homosexuality is there. But we still see they wouldn't fight and say, bring these men out. But for some reason, which defies all logic, you find that Lot is telling, you can even take my daughters, you know. Which is very, very strange, you know. Maybe the, the culture of the place was sinking into him. Maybe he felt that his daughters wouldn't mind. They were engaged to get married, you know. Yet he says that, and I have no answer for that. They, you know, they say, get out of our way. They say, he, this man has come as a foreigner. And he is going to be the judge, you know. So they are saying that you are a foreigner, Lord. You just came from outside. How you, can you tell us what to do, you know? And as they come inside, the angels will make them blind, you know. And because of that, they will lead them. Okay. And then it says, Then the two men said to Lord, Do you have anyone else here? Amazing. Remember that. Do you have anybody else there? That's another thing. When you're with God, people around you get blessed. When Lot was with Abraham, Abraham was blessed. And you'll always notice that in your office will get blessed if you're there. You know? Your workers around you will get blessed. You know? Your wife will get blessed. The family will get blessed. You know? And he says, the two men said to Lot, Do you have anyone else here? Sons-in-law, sons or daughters, Anyone else in the city who belongs to you, get them out because we are going to destroy this place. I want you to start reading from here and I want you to tell me what exactly do you finally understand with the conversation that Lot is having and the end that will take place. Okay, I'm going to read each verse for you. They say we are going to destroy this place. Verse 14. So Lot went out and spoke to his son-in-laws who were pledged to marry his daughters. He said, hurry and get out of this place because the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons-in-law thought he was joking. So they don't come out. Why do you think the son-in-laws thought he was joking? What could be the reason that the son-in-laws thought he was joking? I want you to think about that in a perspective like you go and tell somebody leave Coimbatore today because God is going to bring a great earthquake and Coimbatore is going to be dis totally destroyed. Who will believe you and who will laugh at you? What do you think? Pardon? Those who have no faith in what? Is it no faith in God or in somebody no else? Those who have no faith in the person who is speaking, that's right. Now if I go and tell somebody and they see me to be a 
pretty ordinary guy in many ways as casual as all of them they will say like why should i believe you you know are you in any way special but maybe if i talk to a person who has experienced me prophesy or experienced and seen something in me which is extraordinary or different in that case there was a chance you may listen is it possible that this man is telling the truth one thing they were not godly people one thing they did not know anything about god or holiness because they wouldn't have led life second thing they were not ready to believe lot at all they just laughed so what can a joke is this because they are a prosperous city it's a big city progressive city by today's words living in a kind of life which was so so terrible that you cannot imagine and that always brings pride have you realized one thing pride is always there in people who are totally ungodly so they think they are in control of their lives no i am in control everything is my is is uh, it's all about me and their life was about their pleasure it didn't matter what it did to anybody else right so they don't follow uh uh lot and the angels then the angel said at dawn hurry take your wife and your two daughters who are here or you will be swept away it was not time to tell even if you stay in your house your house will get protected doesn't matter he said i want to you to leave the sinful place forever what god is trying to say you cannot live in sin you know it's very important for us to know if this is an area of sin you have to run away from sin you can't stay there you know sometimes for example we know that there are certain friends of us who are causing us to repeatedly live in sin you know and god tells a calling for you and god will expect you to move away from them you know because god knows that here the chance of you sinning is much much higher and he did not want them to have a memory of sodom and of sodom nothing in that place would uh, wanted to be existed the same thing you do when god would destroy jericho later he completely destroyed nothing should remain so when he hesitated the men grasped his hand and the hands of his wife and of his two daughters and left them safely out of the city don't you think this is amazing have you realized that god was giving them a lead time come let's go they still hesitating why do you think lot and his daughters and his wife were hesitating god lot knew they were men of god right god was telling flee why were they not running why because he had a lot of possessions here his children and daughter and probably were already in love with that city and that place actually for the matter if god told them when did god tell uh, lot immediately after the other people were made blind if god lot believed him they could have started moving then and there no he goes and tells his son in law they didn't believe he could have actually taken certain amount of his things and moved out no he could have actually taken certain part of his uh, whatever he had his cattle and his sheep or whatever but no he still hung on and you find that in the end 
God would save Lot from the skin of his teeth. Do you know many many Christians are saved by the skin of their teeth? Because when God tells you to move, you don't move. You, know? you hang on. But praise be to God, He says, for all of us, our salvation is guaranteed through Jesus Christ. It also means that when we sin, God will tell you to move away. And if God tells you that you are still not listening, He will move you away by force. Sometimes through, through chastisement. Sometimes through situations that make it difficult for you to stay in that place forever. Same thing would happen to Jonah, you know. God wanted Jonah to go to? To Nineveh. And Jonah decided to go to Tashish. He had to rock that ship, nearly break it apart, and that Jonah had to leave that ship. And God would finally deposit him in Nineveh, you know. Here also you find it amazing. Once, you know, we believe that Lot was a righteous man. How do we know? That he welcomed them to his house. He was willing to sacrifice everything for the sake of these people, for the safety of these people, which was amazing. We do accept that fact that this was truly, there was some goodness in him, you know. Maybe a backsliding Christian who didn't want to run away, but still he was a Christian, you know. And we find that the beautiful thing is that the angels, they pull them out, you know. And as soon as they had brought them out, one of them said, run for your lives, don't look back, don't stop anywhere in the plains, flee to the mountains or you will be swept away. Right? Still telling, run, because we are going to destroy the city. You know? But Lord said to them, no Lord, please, if your servant has found favor in your eyes, and you have shown great kindness to me in sparing my life, but I can't flee to the mountains. This disaster will overtake me and I will die. Look, here is a town near enough to run to. It is small. Let me flee into it. It is very small. Then my life will be spared. Why does Lord not believe them? They brought him out. They are telling flee to the mountains. And that was the purpose for God for Lot. Go there, you know. But for some reason, Lot said, no, I will not go there. And you know, there was a small little village-like place there. And he said, let me stay there, you know. And they settled in a small town called Zohar. Was Zohar completely free from the influence of Sodom? No. And finally, what happens? It says, by the time Lot had reached Zohar, the sun had risen over the land and the Lord rained down, burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah and from the, from the heavens. And he destroyed those cities completely. But Lord's wife looks back. Why did she look back? See what's happening. Because in her heart, there was still a longing for that city. You know? The influence of Sodom had become so much. Probably it was the most fashionable place. And Lord's wife still was feeling terrible 
about leaving and she turns back and she's destroyed. Basically it means that one of those huge sulfur balls should have hit in her and she was frozen into what the Bible says as a pillar of salt. And I was just reading, you know, there is some very, very good article written by National Geographic which she talked, can this be true? And he said that area was full of sulfur pits and it was known that they could have volcanoes of sulfur. And as the sulfur would come pelting down, should have become a salt of sulfur. <coughs> and should have become there. And there, his wife is gone. So now they are left just two people, Lot and two daughters. And they are now come down to the place of Zohar. And when God destroyed the city of, of the plains, he remembered Abraham and he brought Lot out of the catastrophe that overthrew the cities where Lot lived. You understand even now, he was saved because of God's love for Abraham. After that, of course, it's an even worse story. They go from there and settle in the mountains. For he is afraid to stay in Zohar. I don't know why. They lived in a cave there. Maybe this was so shocking. And the daughters who had lived for so many years in Sodom was so influenced by Sodom that they did not think it wrong to have incest with your own father. This is the problem, you know. Very, very often you find wonderful people going and settling in places that are truly a places that are totally away from God. Cannot bring the influence of God into the life of their children. Finally, children will go astray, you know. What they thought was, you know, there's no, nothing in going anywhere where the Lord sends you there. But if you focus on materialism, if you focus on prosperity, if you focus on what the world says look good, and sometimes it will be exactly the opposite place for you. Lot would lose everything and Abraham would continue to grow. There are some peculiar, peculiar uh, I mean, things in the story that you'll never understand. From Zohar, where would you have actually expected Lot to go? When he was in crisis? Go back to Abraham. Go back to Abraham. Wasn't it right? After all, he had to leave that place only because he had a lot of wealth. After all, to leave all these things because there were so many things there. But what made Lot not think of going back to Abraham with his daughters? What could be the reason? Right? Anything else? Anything else? He doesn't have wealth. So more reason to go back. I believe honestly there would be some guilt. The fact that he knows in his heart how he left Abraham. He saw that the, he had a quarrel. His uncle calls him and tells him, I don't think it is the right thing to do. Let there be peace. At that time he could have said, no, uncle, you choose. You choose what is right for you. I will go wherever. I don't know what is the state in which he went that in his heart, he never felt comfortable. Although Abraham once came and rescued him, even then, he rather lived on top of the hills all alone with nothing 
that going back to his uncle Abraham, was he worried that he'd be a slave there? You know, the greatest place to go back when you're in Christ is to go back to God himself. You know? In the end of the day, it's a very sad story. You know? Finally, Noah will have two sons. And they become two different tribes or nations, the Moabites and the Amorites. More, more Moabites. Moab. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Uh, it is a lot, we are talking about Lot would have two sons. And these two sons would finally be the Moabites and the Ammonites. And all of them would be the enemies of Abraham. And the children of Abraham. Did he leave that place as an enemy of Abraham when he went because his people were fighting? I do not know. I have no idea. But there was something fundamentally wrong with Lot. Because he didn't go back to that very place where he had refuted. Today if you look back at this Bible study, what are the lessons that we learned from this? What is the first lesson that we learn? When you look right from chapter 12, what are the things that you learn from today evening's Bible study? We should not depart from a spiritual person. Okay. If you're under the shadow of a spiritual person, only depart based on his instruction. Meaning, ask him, what should I do, you know? It will be much wiser than you taking the decision and saying, let me take what's good for me. Even before that, decision may be worldly wise but not God's will. Your decisions may be worldly wise but may not be God's will. If Lot was left with Abraham, do you think his life would have been better? Most probably better. But you taking Lot, worldly it looked correct, you know. But it is not God's plan, you know. And finally, Abraham who took Lot so that he can take care of him, finally is unable to, you know. He loses everything and becomes the creation of two people who are the enemies of Abraham's own family, you know. The second decision we found was the decision Lot took, which is worldly wise. See, it's over and over again as believers and Christians. Please do not take decisions which the world tells you to take, you know. Because Many of these decisions are not ordained by God. But the more we trust in God when He takes, and look at it, the Bible tells you, blessed are the peacemakers. When your decisions make peace, these are godly decisions. When you're taking your daughters and your sons for marriage, the Bible tells you, do not be yoked to an unbeliever. So maybe, you're getting an offer for a boy, for a girl who's really rich. Very, very well off. On the other hand, you get another boy who's coming who loves the Lord. The world will tell you, you're a fool if you go for a man who loves the Lord. Say, no, go for that. Your daughter's security is in this. He's got money. He's got wealth. But never do that. Maybe for a season it may look like you are making a mistake, but God will not go back on His word. He will never go back on His word. Maybe the world will tell you, you know, that's a stupid decision. I'm telling this to you because over and over again, 
Christian families, when it comes for the time of marriage, will forget all these things and get them married to people who do not know the Lord. The Bible tells you, do not get yoked to an unbeliever. Get yoked to an unbeliever. The Bible, God says, I cannot bless that marriage. You are very, very lucky the other person may come. If they don't come, you understand. Later on in life, when you come and cry to the Lord and say, you know, Lord, this was terrible, this went wrong. Uh, you know, there is such a lot of crisis in the marriage. God will ask you, like, Lord, did I ask you to come along with Abraham? Did I ask you to choose Sodom and Gomorrah? You were so, so enamored by the beauty of the wealth that came along in that place that you forgot me. Remember one thing, you will go through a trial and difficulty, he would lose everything, lost everything that he wanted. You know? Finally lost the place and he lost the fertile lands and he lost everything, was left with two daughters who left into sin and he lost the very blessing that he came for. Extremely important for believers. If you want to take up a job and you know that company is a company that has no integrity, always realize this is not where God wants you to be. Huh? You know, when I was taking the job in the hospital, I was terrified. I said, God, I don't know, I can go in a private room. God spoke to me from Psalms 120 when he said, the scepter of the righteous, unrighteous, will not rest on the land allotted to the holy, lest they stretch forth the same. Then I knew God was telling me, don't worry. The sceptre of the unrighteous will not rest over you. And God was true to the promise. Not one day did I have to collect money in black. Not one day what I asked to do anything unethical in the hospital. Nothing, you know. And people say that, you know, you're going to private hospital. You know, the biggest fear that we had was that. Because we were always taught private hospital means they cheat, you know. Not one day did I have to cheat anybody. You know? Not one day would I ask to meet the target. I'm trying to make you understand. Learn to listen to God, you know. Do not be like Lot. Lot was carried away by the fertile lands. God was carried away by the fact there was a fantastic city he was going. Temporarily it looked good. Because Lot had become important enough to be sitting at the city gate. Just temporarily. For Abraham, it looked like he had got all the deserts. And God said, I will make that desert bloom for you. The reason I'm especially telling you about marriages are because so often when it comes to it, you know, oh, I want to go for the right community, I want to go for the right money, you know, father, grandfather has got a lot of money. That may not be the right thing for your child. What you need is a person who's godly. You know? If you have brought up your child to be a believer, ensure she marries another believer. They're not a believer, we cannot apply this to them because the other person can't marry you, you know. If they are people who love the Lord, please make sure you don't do that. Whatever it's in life, you know. When we were building a house, we realized it is impossible to build a house because everybody wanted money in black. So we, Vimla and I said, it's better for us to have a house in heaven than to have a house that we will make with black money in India. This is true. So all our friends have built houses near KMCH, you know. One day I had come to do some work in some of the slums here. We saw this colony and I told my wife, you know, we should come and see because Vimla always like a flat, I like a house. 
I said, this is the best mix. You have all the facilities of a flat, but we can actually have a house. We came into the point where land sales were at the worst ever, you know. There was such a slut you can't imagine. They just wanted us to buy this. And because they were so desperate, they said, you can give your own plan, we'll bid it and give you. In 2000, we paid 29 lakhs for this house. And we spent another 5 lakhs doing all the interiors and all the extra. Five years later, this house price had cost more than 70 lakhs, 80 lakhs, you know. Very soon we realized we couldn't afford to buy this house, you know. And my friends who built their house near KMCH those days, even today the roads are bad. Even today when it rains, you can't even go over there, you know. You know, God in His mercy kept us separate. We went to buy lights. When you went to buy lights over there, you know, one uh, friend of ours whose name was Ba. Rajan Bhatija told, he said, you know, there is 14% or 17% a sales tax. Why do you want to pay sales tax to the government? I said, no, no, please don't even talk about that. He said, you would say 7,000 rupees. I said, Rajan, please give me the whole bill. You never know. Why? One, somebody may buy me a light and give me for 7,000 rupees, which will take place of all your taxes. As I was coming, there was a friend of mine called Rajkumar Simon. They felt they had to do something for us because we had looked after his wife. And he said, you know, doctor, please don't buy geezers. We're going to buy geezers for you. And we said, you know, we don't need geezers because you're putting a solar thing there. Then please tell us something to do because we want to buy something. You know, we said, you know, we were very hard on money actually at that time, honestly. And we said, you know, you can go to Mr. Light. We bought some light. Choose some light for us. He bought us a chandelier for 7,000 rupees. And I went and told Rajan Bhatija, Rajan, you thought that my God could not help me out with that money, you know. So we went to buy marbles after that. Mahavir marbles. Maheshwari marbles. We could afford the cheapest marble, you know. So that man said, you know, take it in black, he said. You will gain 10 rupees for a marble and between 50 rupees per square feet and 60 rupees per square feet, there is a big difference. We said, no, we'll pay it fully in white. And he came and told us that you want to pay it fully in white? You think the government is bothered about you or the government will know about you? We said we don't do it for the government. We do it because our faith has told us that we should be honest. They came and learned the marble, it was looking very grey. When we looked from out, upstairs where the marble was laid, my wife was like, I wish we had money to at least put better quality marble at least for the drawing room. The next day we came, the marble was like cracked all over. We called and told the, the man from Maheshwari Marbles, you know this marble has cracked. He said, it's bad luck for you, doctor. This is a natural stone. It can develop cracks. I think there is some curse in your house. So you must do some big puja when you come. Next morning, I was looking little upset and my chairman said, why are you looking worried? I told him, you know, this is what has happened. He said, let me come and see. Next morning, he came and he came all the way. He came and saw. He said, how can anybody do this to you? And he said, where did you buy the marble from? I said, no, Maheshwari marbles. He called him Maheshwari phone. He said, how can you do this to one of my doctors? He said, I want you to come and see what has happened in the marble. Maheshwari told, he said, Chairman, you are such a friend. If you say it's bad, just come to my quarry and choose any marble and replace it and give it free of cost. Do you know all this marble that we bought was for 80 rupees a square feet, replaced free of cost. And that, huh? Oh, I don't know. It was... Vimla says it was 150, but it was much, much more. You know, when that man said, take it in black, you can save 10 rupees. 
I want you to understand a hundred times in your life God will come and tell you I want you to see how you choose Satan will come and tell you go for the fertile place that's where this, your security is do not listen to Satan go where God has laid the path for you blessed are the peacemakers in this world many many times the world will say no it's aggression that will make you win remember God has told you blessed are the peacemaker God will fight his battles for you provide you are in line with him do you know what will happen if God is fighting your battles nobody can stand against him he will do unbelievable miracles for you that you cannot think you know when we ran short of money we didn't have money to have a housewarming somebody did a free housewarming for us Vimla's father sent us 10,000 rupees. He said, I am ashamed to tell you don't have a housewarming. Krishnan from Krishna Sweets, his father came as a patient for me some time back. And he told me, you know, I want to do your housewarming. I said, but you only do sweets. He said, no, I'm planning to sell many other things also. So let me plan and do your housewarming for you. So he finally did a housewarming for me, conducted it. And I was terrified. What kind of bill he'll give me? He said, pay the bill. only for the shamiana and all the carpets are put because that i rented from outside the rest of it is a gift from you and what was the bill 10000 rupees exactly what the father gave you know he bought sweets he bought so many other things that people have never seen nothing was taken from us you will be you won't believe the kind of things god came we came over here and it was like barren land One lady came and met us and said, "You know something? Let me do your garden for you." She got one of the best landscapers known in this part. He landscaped and made us a Japanese garden. Gave us, you know. When people came to the house, they were astounded at the kind of things that we had. God, when He partners with you, it's unbelievable. But God can only partner with you, provided you walk in God's lines. If you want to see a miracle in our church, first become a peacemaker, because then God can partner with you. You cannot say I will do things my way. If there is a problem in your marriage, God tells a wife to be submissive and the husband to become the spiritual head and God will heal that marriage, you know. I want you to believe this night. God says, I will fight your battles. The promise that he gave Abraham is your promise and my promise. I want to bless you. You know what Jesus God comes and tells Abraham, Abraham, I am your shield and your great reward. And God wants to tell that to each one of you today. He's going to tell you, you know, Shubash, I am your shield and your great reward. He's telling you, David, I am your shield and your great. And to Rani and to Simon and to all of you sitting here, God is telling, I am your shield and your great reward. Provided you're willing to walk in the way that I want you to walk. If God is your shield and God is your reward, will you lack anything in this life? Nothing. maybe so far you took the advice of the world rather than the advice that god is giving you when we were teaching people my chairman said what is this you are doing you are training people them and putting in hospitals as competition for you your own trained doctor you sent him to ramakrishna to work your own trained doctor is in phd today to work trained extremely well and i said my chairman i told him you know if my practice is dependent on people i would have failed long ago i said And I told my young trainees, you know one thing. Today, after 25 years, if I am scared of my own students practicing outside, there is something wrong with the way 
that I believe in God. I said, our practice is built by the living God and nothing can shake us, you know. If at all our practice is grown and multiplied. I want you to understand the standards of the world do not apply to the people who walk in God's light. Those are standards for the people of the world. These are extraordinary standards that will practice. Abraham's desert would bloom. He would multiply to a level you can't imagine. Yet so much wealth, he was like a king over there, you know. And for some reason, even Abraham doesn't go in search of Lot anymore. I don't know what is the reason. But all we know that Lot was a sad story. Today we got a choice this night. As you're seated over here, you have a choice to say, I want the legacy of Abraham in my life or I want the legacy of Lord. Only a fool will say, I want the legacy of Lord. Even this night, close your eyes as we say, Father, I would walk in your ways. The path that you have ordained for me because there's great blessing in that. What is it that you want this night? I do not know. What is it that you want? Anything, ask the Lord this night. Because once you say yes to the Lord, He'll give you the most, most unusual thing. It is only after this that God could come out and reach out and give Abraham his own child. The word of God tells that Sarah was so old that her body, her ovaries were dead. A uterus and atrophy. And God says, now you will have a child. Because I am the God of the impossible. He said, any impossible dream that you have this night, I want you to give it to God. Whatever it is, they say, Lord, this night, Lord, I want you to fulfill this impossible dream for me. I'm going to ask this time to be open for prayer. And I want you to, today in all humility, ask that dream to God this night and I believe in faith that God will fulfill this for you and I believe that God will fulfill this for you